Good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, welcome once again to this online service. We've been talking about the coming of Jesus when He comes. We will appear with Him in glory. And uh, Jesus Himself will want to be uh, glorified through us. So with such hope and future, it's important that we learn to live worthy of our calling, worthy of uh, the coming of our Lord Jesus. And so uh, last week we talked about working out our salvation with fear and trembling uh, because God has, before He created us, He already knew us and He has a plan and purpose for everyone because of sin. So this purpose was frustrated and God sent His Son, Jesus, to come into this world to save us in order to free us to, so that we can serve Him, so that we can serve out His plan and His purpose. And that is what it means to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That means we are set free to live the purpose why God has created us. In, in, in this world. And uh, so, when the Bible talks about working out our salvation with fear and trembling in Philippians 2 verse 12, it's in the context of a persecuted church and Christians. The Philippine church, they were persecuted. And so if you look at a few verses before that, it talks about we are to live worthy of the gospel. And many of us, we think that, oh, the gospel is good news. And so when we believe the good news and everything will be fine and God will be so good and, 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 and He will bless us and we'll be so happy and so on. But when you look at the Bible, when it talks about live worthy of the gospel, it's talking about we are called not just to believe the gospel, but to suffer for the gospel. So it's in this context that it talks about work out your salvation with fear and trembling because of the persecution, because of the spiritual warfare, you know, that is, well, that is here and that is coming. And you've got to fight it. And that's why you've got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling so that you can fulfill all that God has called you. So this evening... I want us to look into the life of John the Baptist to see how he lived out God's plan and purpose in his life. And we look at him as an example because there is a lot of similarities between him and us. <laughs> you may not think so, but there is. John, before he was born, God spoke to the father about his future, about he is to prepare the way for the Messiah. Even Jesus himself said this in Matthew 11 verse 10. It says, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. So John's calling, John's, John's uh, purpose of existence 
is to prepare the way for the Messiah to come. And we, I say we have a lot of commonality. Before we are created, God has a plan and purpose for us. Maybe we do not know that plan, not like John. But wherever God has placed you, wherever you find yourself in, not because of your choice, but it just happened. By the sovereign will of God, God has placed you there. And we are to live out the purpose of God wherever we are, whether it's in the marketplace, you know, wherever. Our life purpose is to live out God's purpose for us. And what are we doing living in this age? We are looking towards the coming of the Lord Jesus. We are preparing the way for Him to come again and for His kingdom to be manifest on earth. John prepared a way. We prepare the way for Jesus to come again. Okay, so I say there's a lot of commonality. So we want to look into his life to see how he lived up his salvation, God's purpose for him. And we can learn from there. And so uh, John was totally committed and willing to sacrifice in order to fulfill God's plan for his life, God's calling for his life. So in order for us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we too have to be committed and be willing to sacrifice for the kingdom's cause. John, when he was born, he's not to touch any wine. You know, they were farmers, wine, uh, a grape grower, and to have wine is so common, and yet John is not to touch it, even though everyone else can. John was dressed in camel skin, stay in the wilderness, eat locusts and honey. Totally given his life. to the purpose that God has called him, to prepare the way for the coming of Jesus. And so we too, we have to be committed, we have to be focused, we have to be willing to sacrifice in order to see the calling and the purpose of God, our salvation being worked out in our life and through our life. And... Uh, Even though God has a great plan for us, it doesn't mean that it will naturally be fulfilled. But we got to work out our salvation. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. John got to rise up. Look at the scripture in Matthew 11, verse 11. He said, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not reason anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Among those born of women, there is not one reason greater than John the Baptist. 
You see, God has a fantastic plan for John, prepared a way for the coming Messiah. But yet John has to rise up. If he did not obey, he will miss up. And we also have this great hope that when he appears, we will appear in, with him in glory. We will be welcomed into his eternal kingdom. We will rule and reign with him. Well, this is fantastic. But if we do not work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we're going to lose it. We're going to miss it. So let's arise, brothers and sisters. Let's arise to God's purpose, God's calling for us. It may be different for each one of us, but let's arise and give ourselves, commit ourselves to serve up God's purpose for us, even though it may require sacrifice. There may be, there may be suffering. We've got to, got to get this message or else when suffering time comes, many of us will fall away because that's not what we expected. We thought serving God would be, oh, peace and everything would be rosy and so on. Well, some small suffering, yeah, okay, can be accepted. But what about life-threatening? Like John the Baptist. He's in prison. He's about to lose his life. In matters of days, his head will be chopped off. He knows. You see, what about life-threatening kind of suffering that we have to face? What do we do? Do we work out our salvation with fear and trembling? So, testing time will definitely come when we give ourselves and we commit ourselves to, to serve out God's purpose, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Testing time will come. And in fact, it will get more and more severe as we enter into the end time. And uh, so when we go through that kind of testing we got to know that even the greatest man, born of a woman, according to what Jesus said, he was shaken. He, was, he almost stumbled because of that. Right? Uh, so many, many people or Christians, when we go to well, not even anything near this kind of suffering. Just because somebody says something or do something or, 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 or we get into some relational conflicts in, in, a, in a cell group or whatever, oh, they disappear. They disappear. Or some people, they withdraw themselves. They do not want to serve God. They do not want to follow. You know, it's time that we wake up. We realize we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. There will be suffering. There will be difficulties. There will be conflicts. This is normal. What's abnormal 
is there's no problem because maybe you're living among the dead. When you live among the living, there will be problem. And there will be problem in church. There will be problem in cell group. There will be problem in our relationship. There will be problem in our family. And when we serve God, we will go through testing. Testing time. John now faced this greatest test. Yes, before that, yeah, there are people who, 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 who ridiculed him. There are people who insulted him or attacked him and so on. But this is the greatest challenge that has come. Now he's in prison. About to die. Because he dared to speak the word of God. Speak against Pharaoh and what he did. And he was put in prison. So the battles will get stronger. The challenge will get stronger when we dare to do what God wants us to do. When we dare to speak what God wants us to speak, there will be suffering. There will be persecution. And uh, so when John was, is, is in prison now, and he didn't expect this will happen because the Messiah is supposed to come and save us and come and bring solution to our suffering. And now we're still, I'm serving him with all my heart. I'm willing to speak and, and sacrifice my whole life. But what does it get? And I'm in prison. And now about to face Execution. And John begins to wonder, is he the Messiah? Or should we wait for someone else? That was the problem. So let's read Matthew 11, verse 2 and 3. When John who was in prison heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? You see, he's doubting what God says. Because before that, he's the one who had the revelation and said, hey, behold, the lamb that is to be crucified. This is the lamb of God. Behold, he saw him. And God spoke to him. And so, we know testing time is coming. And it's important that we stay with God's people. It's important that we do not uh, be alone. And we need others. John had his disciples. If John had served God just like Elijah did, all by himself. When threatened by Zezebel, he ran off. Like a lot of people, when they have problems, they run off. But John got his disciples. Well, he can't run, he's in prison. But you know what I mean, right? 
So he got his disciples. He talked to his disciples, and they they supported him. And now, they hear about, well, more and more about the work of Jesus. And John want to know: Is he the one, or is he not? And so, John's disciples was able to be his runner. Was able to help him to seek for solution, uh, provide solution uh, by going to Jesus and ask Jesus. So even. The greatest man that is born of woman, when going through the testing time, nearly stumble, nearly fall. That is a warning to us that we really need to stay close, and that's why God has put us in the church. That's why God has put us in His kingdom, make us His the kingdom of priests. So that we really serve together, unite together, so that the enemies will not be able to exploit and 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 destroy us. Even Jesus Himself, He faced just like John, trials, facing uh, the cross on the Garden of Gethsemane. He needed His disciples. And especially that three who are close to him, Peter, James, and John, to be with him, to pray with him, because he's really struggling. So the greatest of men, even the Son of God, needed people to be around, uh, to to minister. I know the disciples failed him; they slept. But God sent angels to minister to him. So we 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 recognize that when we serve, when we work out our salvation, there will be problems, there will be suffering, there will be challenges, and we need to be together. And it's important the kind of people that you choose to be with. Jesus called James, Peter, James, and John. He didn't call Judas to be there. Who are the people that is with you? Do they really help you, or would they betray you? Do they really uh, encourage you so that you can stand firm, or are they those who will speak bad things and negative things and and causes you to to move away? From the plan and purpose of God, you know. Sometimes, well, I see, I see this happen. You know, this particular person say this, and that other person join in, and and they're all talking the same lingo because they're the same kind, and walk out of the plan and purpose of God. Okay, so we we got to be be careful and selective. Who are the people that we are with? When we are going through those trials, we need people to help us, so that we can gain strength uh, to to be able to walk through. And we thank God; God will provide. And if there is no people around, He will send His angels and expect a source of help that will come to you to strengthen you, so that we can work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Trusting him, looking to him. So, 
we got to be committed to the plan and purpose, to the will of God. We got to be ready to face the testing that we have. So when we go through the testing, we are actually advancing the kingdom of God. We are actually advancing the kingdom of God because we are fighting against the, the, the power of darkness. And that's what Jesus described about John in the Matthew 11 verse 12. After his, his, John's disciple left, Jesus continued to talk about John. He said, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and violent people have been raiding it. Or the kingdom of God has been advancing and violent people has been raiding it. For all the prophets and the Lord prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who was to come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Whenever Jesus says, whoever has ears, let them hear, is important. And we better understand this. John, he said, all the laws and prophets prophesied until John. So what John the Baptist do, he's ushering in a new era, preparing the way for Jesus to come, to preparing the way for the kingdom to come. And that's why there's so much warfare, because there's a breakthrough in, from the old into the new. And, 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 and the enemies will fight against that. You see, for us today, we are also the same. We are preparing the way for the coming of Jesus again. And we are preparing for the kingdom of God to be manifested. So now we are advancing the kingdom of God. Just like John ushering in the kingdom of God, and preparing for Jesus to come, we are also advancing the kingdom of God, preparing for the second coming of Jesus and the full revelation of His kingdom. And so it takes people who are violent. What does it mean? People who will not accept the situation, but who will be persistent, who will be strong, who will want to bring about the breakthrough into the new, into the new things that God wants to accomplish. So, when we work out our salvation, we are actually advancing the kingdom of God in us and through us. And that's how He makes us holy and blameless as His people. John may not realize the full significant uh, full significant of what he's doing and many a times what we do we may not see it as that important but wherever god has placed you whatever god wants you to do you're part of the big plan and purpose of god and so what we do are important what we didn't do is also important because we could hinder what God is doing by not doing it. Right? So we got to see that we are part of God's big plan 
and to to see the kingdom of God coming uh, to earth. And so, John is facing such uh, crisis, such testing time, and uh, what does Jesus respond? In Matthew 11, verse 4, Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. So, John's struggle is this. If Jesus is the Messiah, why is he not delivering me? Why is he not saving me? Shall we wait for someone else? And our struggle many times is this. God, I serve you with my whole heart. And then now I face all this problem. It seems that you are not helping me. It's not fair that I go through this crisis. I serve you. And so we want to look for some other way. John wants to look for some other, other one. He begins to doubt whether this is the right way. And some of us, when we have problems with the cell group, we thought, oh, this is not the right cell group. I better jump. This is not the right church. I better jump. But Jesus is telling John, go and his disciple, go and tell John what you see. Blind, see, deaf, hear, leprous. That's impossible to cure. They got cleansed. The dead people rise again. Is there anything that I cannot do? The problem isn't because I'm not able to help you. The problem it, it, uh, is whether... What is the will of God in, for you in this situation? Even the dead rise. Is there anything I can't do? No. But I did not deliver you. Because it is the plan, the purpose of the Father. So Jesus, when he faced his cross, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, it wasn't because, you know, he says, if I want to call 10,000 angels to come and rescue me, why not? But Father, not my will, but your will be done. So is, what is the will of God for us in those situations? And we've got to understand the will of God, maybe we suffer because there is a purpose. For Jesus to suffer, there is a purpose because it brought about salvation. For John, he has done his work because now Jesus is to arise after he's gone. For us, whatever we have to go through, it may be we have to Grow. We have to learn the lesson. We have to be transformed. We are being disciplined. 
so that the kingdom of God can come into our life, so that we can proclaim Him to the world. Okay, so the key thing is, what is the will of God? And part of the will of God is this. The Word of God says we have to go through suffering in order for us to enter into the kingdom of God. We have to share in His suffering in order to share in His glory. That's the Word of God. It's for us to believe the gospel, but also not, not only to believe the gospel, but also to suffer for Him. So we've got to be prepared. We've got to understand this is normal. This is part of working out our salvation with fear and trembling because we do not want to lose what God has prepared for us. And we want to trust God. Depends on Him so that we will not run away when we go through all this crisis. So submit to God. Submit to God's sovereign will. What we need to know is what we do advance the kingdom of God. Then it's okay. We pay the price. We suffer. Advance the kingdom of God. We do not want to stumble. Jesus said, blessed are those who do not stumble because of me, because of serving me. So it has nothing to do with that person stumble you. You know, when you are stumbled, it's nothing to do with the person. It's whether you want to be stumbled because you serve Jesus or you don't want. You choose to walk in the ways of God. You choose to walk in suffering, even humility. In, in, right? This is, this is your choice. Blessed are the ones who do not stumble because of me. And Peter, in 1 Peter 2, 8, it says, A stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for. When you stumble, you lose what God has prepared for you. And so we, we don't want to, we, we want to obey the message. This is the message. We want to obey the message. We want to obey the gospel. So that when that glorious day comes, we will appear with Him in glory we will enter into the kingdom that he has prepared for us. So I hope that we, we really have a better understanding of what it means to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, not running away from difficulties, pains and problems, but really working it through so that the plan and purpose of God is fulfilled in us and through us because that's the advancement of the kingdom. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your word. And we want to be people who obey the message and not be stumbled because of you. And Lord, we thank you that you have a great plan and purpose for every one of our lives. 
we want to work out that salvation in our life so that your plan and purpose is fulfilled. Lord, we pray that our hearts and minds would be rightly in tune with your plan, your purpose. We understand that there will be, it, it requires sacrifice, it requires commitment, and we need others to be around us. We understand that, Lord, we, we have to suffer and we just want to submit ourselves to your will and say, let your will be done, O God, when we are going through those testing times. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we want to be men and women who rise up, rise up to be that great man and woman of God who fulfill your plan and purpose in our lives to bring glory and honor to your name. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week.